Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome to my new episode with Ron Stotts. I'm so excited to have my guest here because I spoke to you, I think, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and we had massive conversation about consciousness, about higher self, and we talk about leadership and we talk about healing. And it was such a beautiful conversation. And I was so looking forward to today. And I, I know that your insights, your experience, and the way you see the world, the way you see people and transformation will be very valuable. That means I'm looking forward to have this conversation. And before I will start to try to make up some introduction, I will ask you to introduce your, uh, yourself and tell us more about you. Like, like who is Ron? Who is Ron? That's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> Ron's a guy who's really, you know, I had some challenges early on and I really took on an exploration of life and really looking at ancient wisdom, looking at the, the latest in neurology and psychology and really exploring uh, initially what I was capable of becoming, who I was, what was holding me back. And, and that exploration, of course, then took me into, well, what's the potential for human beings? And, you know, I was a college instructor and I kind of started looking at, well, what's the psychology of learning? And so I went off to get the PhD in that, and it really turned into the psychology of transformational becoming and exploring the best of life. And, and that's really, my entire life has been about that, that uh, transformative journey of, of living, becoming. Yeah, I, I absolutely, that was, I remember that was the major point when you said that you are basically on exploration of life and just trying to understanding. <laughs> I think uh, in a yoga world or meditation world, they, they always call us seekers and mm -hmm. having that understanding of life, you know, I think there's always something to learn, right? It's just it's never ending so far. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I have a long journey ahead and I know I can't finish it probably in this lifetime. Yeah. I understand yeah. that. That's beautiful. You've got some options. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I will probably go back to your, you said, you know, you have some challenges and I'm sure you have amazing story. And when you shared it with me, it really touched my heart. And mm -hmm. I will probably ask you about that because it wasn't just like, you know, like you've been 18 and you decided to go on exploration of life, but your story is much <laughs> deeper than that. And something, <laughs> yeah, something happened in your life that really made you change or made you to be or become something that is not very usual right like we don't have a lot of people they decide to go on on a journey of exploring life and and really understanding human beings and why we are here mm -hmm. and i really love that that you just took yourself on the journey but i know there was a big story behind that are you mm -hmm. actually open to share it with us yeah I, i'll give it a go <laughs> <laughs> thank you i really appreciate it <laughs> yeah it's it's you know, we're all raised in a family that, and almost regardless of what that family looks like, how horrendous or how loving it is, yeah. that's normal. That's what we think is, of as normal. We feel like, oh, everybody else is playing out some, you know, some level of that in their relationships and families. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I, I thought I was, you know, leave it to Beaver family. It was just this perfect wonderful, loving family. And, you know, I knew my folks had come from difficult 
backgrounds, but they were really madly in love with each other and created yeah. a safe, supportive environment. And so, you know, I, I went into athletics. I wasn't much of a student at the time. And I thought, oh, okay, I excelled at that. And so I figured I had life figured out. It was just like, oh, just one foot in front of the other. It's a piece of cake. I got this. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, then I went into the Marine Corps and uh, stumbled into a reality that had nothing to do with anything that I was comfortable with, learning to yeah. either kill or be killed. And uh, I, you know, my father had been in World War II, so I kind of felt like I wanted to follow his footsteps and make him proud and all of those things. And and that that's really probably the essence of the of the challenge is I went in with expectations. I went in with a sense of what it was all about, who I should be, and and yeah. realized that I was really quite different. Yeah. I was I I wouldn't say I, I was ever aware that I was a conscientious objector, but the idea of going to Vietnam and killing people or being killed just didn't make sense to me. And yeah. you know, just so I I I had a very tough time and got out of the Marine Corps. And, you know, back then we didn't have things called PTSD. You were just supposed to be tough and figure it out and all of that. But uh, I really, you know, within a year or two after the Marine Corps, I, I was a mess. I was a big mess. And I just uh, lost custody of my two sons, got a divorce, found out most of the people that I'd been to Vietnam with or you know was in the Marine Corps with that had died. And so I things just started falling apart. And I had no psychological awareness, so I had no way to look deeper. And yeah. And so, you know, unfortunately when you don't know where to look, you you know, you look at how do you get out of this. And that's when I tried to commit suicide. And I remember that just sitting in the forest and it was about the third day of a of a of this going into the forest to decide whether I was going to commit suicide or not. And I decided I would. And I, you know, I kind of said, well, God, if you have anything <laughs> you'd like to say to me now would be a good time. And so I uh didn't hear anything. So I thought, okay, well, and then I I made the very definite clear attempt to commit suicide. And the irony of it is just as I was doing that, and I was in the midst of it, not without any hesitation, all of a sudden I just dissolved in this white ball of light. And I, you know, this is not something I knew anything about. <laughs> and I lost any awareness of my body and the surrounding. And all, but what I felt was this clarity about the perfection of the world. I felt the oneness of the world. I felt like I was in that oneness and mm. in a very banded state and I recognized that I could trust that there was something here for me to be doing and you know I don't know how long I was in that state but when I came out I just had a clear sense of you know I still didn't know who I was I was still this kid who had all the issues and challenges that he had before but I had a sense of direction I wanted to find out how how do I reach that state again? How do I recognize that perfection in my life? And so that was the beginning of my journey. And uh, so it started with breathing and looking deeper and becoming more self-aware and yeah. continuing from there. Yeah, I love that. And thank you so much for sharing. I know that's probably hard uh, things to talk yeah. about, but I really 
really appreciated because I know a few people they had experienced war and uh, and they really struggle and they you know work through for years to overcome you know the first it was depression uh anxieties and, and it was all, so many different things rolling through their life and and yes I know a lot of people they don't even have family and or they lose their family and sadly it wasn't a lot of awareness about you know psychology emotional fitness you know, mental state and and actually, there was no awareness, even though that I found a lot of all the books, they were already talking about those things, but almost like that type of books disappeared. Mm-hmm. Now they're coming out with all this knowledge of the universe and energy and and actually positive mindset and, and thinking and how those actually creates emotions. And I, I can't believe that it was such an old knowledge and mm-hmm. it just disappeared from our life. And, and now it's coming back, you know, for people like yourself and... Yeah. And I love it that you you experience that oneness. And I, I would love to know about that, but I think you probably <laughs> don't know even how to explain, right? Because when we are in that state of beautiful state, higher state, and uh, yeah, it's almost it's almost hard. It, it's hard. It's because I last mm-hmm. time I said it's like yeah. pure love. I I don't know how to call it different yeah. way. It's all the things that keep us separate are gone. All the things that, all our fears are gone. All of our, you know, ego is gone. It's, we're really just in this place. At, it's the best of who and what we are. It's the heights of who we are. It's, it's our connected place to everything that is. Yeah. And in that level of connection, you realize that you're not separate, that you're not alone. There's nothing to be afraid of. And I've really learned to trust that the universe is perfectly designed to support us in all ways as we go through life. You know, I really see, not that I always handle things well, but I always see (laughs) whatever comes into my life is perfectly designed to support me in opening up my heart and living more fully and, and loving more fully. And so, you know, it's, it's like the Marine Corps was this horrendous time. And yet the gift from that was that I went on a completely different path than I would have ever even imagined existed. Absolutely. Let alone had the courage to go on, you know, but it, it was a path of healing. It was a path of opening up my heart and mind. It was a path of learning to meditate, learning to become more aware, to become emotionally aware emotionally intelligent and and all of these things allowed me to shift from that separateness that male ego part that male dominant part all of those things began to just fall away you know all the things that and all the rules that i'd been raised with i just needed to let go of and it was you know in my early 20s i was in a really place of just okay I'm I'm let go of all that and now who am I going to become? What are my roles? What do I value? What's important to me? And I think everybody needs to find that place. I just I, I feel fortunate that I got that wake up call so early in my life because yeah. I'm I'm working with people in their forties, fifties, sixties who are just getting it and they're going, yeah. whoa, geez, you know, I, I, I'm finally falling in love with myself at 50 something years old. And, you know, but the truth is anytime is the right time, whatever you have to go through to get to that 
moment when you're willing to when you're willing to step back and be vulnerable enough and open enough to say hey i need some help you know i I need to look within and not outside anymore there's so many things that i wanted to touch base on when you when you were talking because it's so beautifully said uh first of all that everyone can get that journey or can get on that journey of rediscovering life and themselves and i i believe as well when you mentioned universe you know and, and everything is perfect there is perfect time for everyone and it can be perfect time when they're in 50s and 60s and i i will be yeah super honest i'm experiencing very similar similar reality that people in their 60s actually have transformation and they they cry mm-hmm. and they talk to me the way that they are i can't believe alex i was i was living my life as someone else I was not me for for 60 years and everyone is prepared different time I guess you know but the major thing is that actually when that happens I think that's most important and um, I love what you said that there is this oneness and this perfection like this perfect world without almost any negative or positive feelings it's just it it is and it's just state of being right and Mm -hmm. I will be probably curious because you went through the journey and you really had to fall down on that, you know, bottom, like that real emotional bottom where you actually needed to have that wake up call. And it was probably sent from universe, right? Because it was so early. I don't know where else like, it came hey, from. You know, you're not going to die, Ron. You need to speak with Alex, you know, one day. And, yeah. and you get that, you know, like that beautiful gift of actually trauma that beautiful gift of something really what do we think bad happened to us but it's actually is a gift and yeah. i really try to tell people that everything that we think it's bad happening to us it's not it's a gift and it's a yeah. learning curve yeah and what you will probably suggest about how people can do it before is that any any path they can start taking before they will really, you know, fall down on that bottom, you know, emotional bottom, when sometimes it's too late for some people, right? Because some people... You know, it's, it's, it's really sad that usually people are motivated by pain. Yeah, it is, yeah. They have to have so much pain in their life that they can't not go through, they're, they're willing to let go and yeah. look at what they need to do to take care of themselves. And and I see it with the leadership that I work with. They've really done well. They've you know struggled and efforted, but they've gotten to where they've gotten to. And now they're stuck. And, it's, and again, not until they're really beating yeah. themselves up and in pain and struggling again, Everything are they willing to go, oh, maybe I need some help here. And yeah. it's like, that's that's just a you know i'd rather see people motivated by wanting to be better by recognizing what they want to do with their life and saying well who do i need to be to live that life to create that life rather than oh I, i'm not enough and i right i'll never be enough and and being motivated yeah. by those fears you know that that it just doesn't have to be that way it really doesn't yeah it's, it's, it's almost like people are more motivated by pain than by their vision right it's uh it's crazy so. yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. uh you mentioned a lot about living in that uh masculine energy i will call it because i feel like what you did you soften up 
and you were able or you created path to let that feminine energy to walk into your life and i feel and, and tell me if, if you experience the same that we all live in masculine, fully masculine world. Like we try to have strategies, we try to have the path, goal setting, and we have everything together, right? Like when you look at a paper, everything looks perfect. We have perfect business, we have perfect maybe career, maybe family, everything looks almost like from the you know copy paper when you actually created the perfect families with perfect houses and perfect yards and everything is looking awesome. And it's all yeah. the hard work and it's all busyness and focusing on strategies. But do you agree? It's all, it's all fear-based. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and do you, that, that was, that's perfectly said. I just had a conversation with my client like five, min five minutes before we started. And it was like, you're running all your company based on fear and people yes. feel it. And when you are as a leader, the person that drives everything on fear, people feel, people resist, people don't want to be there, people are not motivated, not, not inspired, and it's actually just one person doing it with energy, right? And, mm -hmm. and do you agree with that feminine energy that we need to allow to look at the world from different perspective? We actually need to have that soften up, you know, that, that, that feel of human beings and connections and deeper connections i'm not talking about superficial connections mm -hmm. right like something that we sit and we feel it not just like yeah i need to meet up with you because you're a great business partner and shake the hands right but it's it's, it's real if, if people would recognize that everything all of their challenges all of their issues all of their fear everything they're protecting their heart from is created in relationship to other people and yet the irony is, is we need to be healed in relationship to other people. And so the, the more we keep ourselves separate, the more we're disengaged, the more male energy, that push energy uh, is more we're coming from. We're just supporting that fear. We're supporting yeah. that disconnection within ourselves from others. We're wow. supporting our heart staying closed rather than opening up. And yeah. unfortunately, it keeps our mind closed also, because when you yeah. have fear, you literally close down the higher capabilities of the mind. So you're, you're not going to do as good a job in life. Yeah. You, know, you, you have reasons to be afraid because you're only working with half of your capabilities. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, I love that. That means you, it's almost like we can see now the light shining on that loneliness on the top. It yeah. is actually true because it's fear driven leadership. And more you are in fear, more actually closed down you are and more separate you are with others from others. And oh, that makes so much sense. That's, it's such mm -hmm. beautiful recognition of that. That is not loneliness, loneliness from perspective of we are alone. We have still family, we are not alone. We have still friends, but at the top, we are disconnecting because of the fear. I'll probably ask you from perspective because these are these are a lot of like massive insights, right? When you think about fear-driven world, masculine energy-driven world, how you how you let that feminine energy in? How you how you soften up? What do you think is is the is the journey, or how do you see it from from your perspective? Because you basically said that you felt that moment of soften up straight away because you had the experience. But a lot of people need to do it with harder work through, you know, the learning. Oh, I had to continue to do hard work. Trust me. It didn't heal everything. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been nice. But uh, 
Oh, I think it, you know, certainly my work is what that's all about is people come to me and the initial work that we always have to do is them reconnecting with their inner child, with them taking the time to reconnect with and and really heal all of the the pain and suffering that is, is going on in there. You know, that, that little child really wants love and acceptance more than anything else, and they'll do whatever it takes to get it. And that's why we're always looking outside rather yeah. than in to really figure out what we need. And and that it's a matter of how much how much of yourself did you hide and discard? How much of yourself did you deny and ignore? How much of yourself did you just cover up so that because you were afraid it wasn't acceptable, that you weren't enough, that you weren't acceptable and worthy of getting the love and acceptance that you wanted from others? You know, so you have to go back in, you know, if you're really going to transform, you have to go back in and and help that inner child heal, you know, all the emotions that it didn't know how to deal with or didn't have help dealing with. You have to work through those with that inner child and so that you're kind of reparenting it and giving it the parenting that it needed. Yeah. And as that inner child becomes healed, you become more whole. And as you become more whole, you become more aware, you become more conscious, you become more mindful, you become more emotionally intelligent, because you're really familiar with your own emotions. And that yeah. definitely is emotional intelligence. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. And that translates into becoming more compassionate, and empathetic with others. And that's, that's when you can create an organization that's feels yeah. safer, more trusting, more collaborative, cooperative, and, and interesting in love and those cooperate those organizations are more successful they make more money they yeah. actually are more productive make more money so if you really you know if you're in business to make money then become a conscious leader rather than having your ego just you know yeah. splashing through your organization and making everybody feel like crap <laughs> i love that I, yeah. I just i love i love that conversation because it's it's so true and I see it every day and you know sometimes you're trying to be not very harsh you're trying to be still direct so leaders understand it is actually on them it is actually on their inner work to create success yeah. and it yeah. may sound ridiculous for a lot of people they still live in that masculine world you know that that strategy driven world and I'm not saying you don't need strategies you need strategies of course but there is that part of energy that we like you said you know we we just kind of delete part of us. We, we just think that that's not us. We just disregard it. And mm -hmm. we don't want to say that, you know, we can be vulnerable. We don't want to see it. We don't want to see our emotions. We don't want to see when we are sad, we cover that, you know, we put a tough face, we're going to work, like everything is okay. But we, we without realizing that showing actually real sadness and tell people, you know, like I'm going through something, um, I, I'm here still supporting you just to let you know that maybe sometimes you don't see my, you know, smile on my face, but, you know, just take it as a, as my healing journey and, and really have that acceptance for ourselves. I think we are so far away from that and such a small amount of people are, are finding that journey finally. And I'm like, I'm really hoping that this podcast will reach more people and will start to resonate with more people because it is truly helpful and it's, it's giving the the inner journey i believe gives you all what you want because you observe you see and well, it turns 
turns life into an adventure rather than something you're kind of slogging through. It becomes something you get to do rather than have to do. And yeah, right. That means this is all for people. They feel bored. <laughs> you don't need to be bored because actually even just sitting at home with yourself for hours and hours, it's actually most amazing experience. Sure. Like I don't understand how people can be bored. <laughs> I, I think boredom, to be honest with you, if I ever feel bored, which it hasn't been for decades now, but that's just an indicator that you're ready to transform. There's an indicator that there's something there that you need to heal. And yeah. that, to be honest with you, is what I see all of, all emotions, all those emotions that we're so uncomfortable with in different times in our life are really yeah. nothing but indicators letting you know that a part of you is ready to be healed. Yeah. And the beauty of that is, is when you're willing to breathe in and acknowledge and express whatever's holding that part back to heal that part, literally right underneath that is the very part you need to evolve in your life. And yeah. so if you if you use those indicators, those emotions, those struggles, those issues in your life as, as indicators that you respond to and heal right away, it just becomes this process that you go through life. Yeah. And that's I mean, mindfully, that's, you know, which raises your awareness and level of consciousness. Yeah, and ab absolutely. And when we feel, the funny thing is when, when people usually feel the boredom, they try to avoid that healing because they go to do something. I mean, that <laughs> yeah. major, I guess, trigger is, oh, I'm bored. And the next step is to let's do something. And they always find something, right? That means it's oh, a sense of that healing. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't believe how simple is that uh, and we can actually just sit down with that emotion and try to understand the part of us yeah absolutely i would probably yeah, it's ask, about, about self-awareness yeah yeah and self-awareness right it's, it's the most important part and people think that we need to talk about another 20 million things you know but the beginning and the foundation it is actually self-awareness yeah. awareness of yeah. yourself in every area and oh it's like yeah. and, that, and that turns into other awareness and that yeah. turns even into a larger level of awareness yeah. and, and you, you have awareness I'm a conscious person yeah <laughs> so, yeah absolutely and you interact with your environment different way and you start when you have that self-awareness is amazing you can bring that awareness about your surroundings and environment and people and you see things that you never ever saw before and that's fascinates me so much yeah well think um, in terms of consciousness as Consciousness is nothing more than just how you, how aware of your thinking are you? How aware of your feelings, physical yeah. and emotional, are you? How aware of your level of awareness or consciousness are you? And, the, you know, it's like the more aware you are, the more conscious you are, the more you're basically at the helm. That's going to, that's going to be what, I can see why people are scared. If they're at the effect of their emotions, if they're, yeah. feeling like they can't figure out what they need to do because they're looking outside of themselves. You know, they, that it might, you know, I'd be honest with you, I haven't felt it, felt it for a long time, but it's got to be scary. It's got to be a helpless sort of feeling. And then to say, let go more rather than to cling more is, yeah. is like, well, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 think, I think the whole journey is really about breathing and letting go breathing and becoming and if people would just go oh oh okay that's different that's a different thing and and learn to trust that that their lives would be completely different 
Yeah, breathing and letting go, breathing and seeing become. and become. Yeah, it's uh, that's beautiful. I'll probably ask about your clients when you think about leaders or what you see in the world of your your customers and clients or people they reach out to you. What is the the usual problem or, or how they reach out? How they know they should call you? What is what is the major issue challenge they have or they're going through? Yeah, most of the people that I work with are word of mouth and they probably in discussing with somebody, either somebody has pointed out that you know that there's a personal issue and not not just professional issue, or they support yeah. them in becoming more emotionally aware, they become you know they're not really accessing their capabilities they might say it in various ways but yeah it's when they come to me they usually have no idea what's going on they just feel stuck mm. and that doesn't mean they haven't been incredibly successful but they feel stuck in some way in their life whether it's in personal or professional or whatever yeah. and so all i do is is help them sort of move move through that that fog that they're living in so that they can get a very clear vision of what's going on, why they feel stuck, where that came from, what they need to do to heal that. Yeah. And as, as they do that, they start getting excited and they start really, they're on this adventure of self-discovery and they're excited <laughs> about it. And, uh, yeah. you know, by the time they finish my first program and they're in love with themselves, they have a new perspective, a new level of consciousness which means they see and react and and uh, experience things differently. It's really a matter of they begin to go, okay, now I can see how this applies to leadership. I can see how it applies to being a, yeah. a, in a relationship or in a family and that sort of thing. And and they begin to integrate. That's that's really the mindfulness level. You know, the first part is really who am I? Who am I aware? Yeah. You know, what's it all about? And the next level is really okay, how do I live more mindfully mm. so that I'm not only neurologically rewiring my brain, but so that I'm becoming more self-aware and, and conscious in a good, empowering way? Yeah. Because the higher level of your conscious, the more access you have to incredible levels of thinking. You know, when you're fear-based, you, you really just don't have access, uh, neurological access to your higher level thinking. Yeah. And so you know, you're, you're, you're going to be trying and efforting rather than trusting and, and becoming. So, you know, it's just stages of that. And as they go into leadership, they look at, oh, I don't have to do it all myself. <clears throat> Matter of fact, I'm, I'm really, a leader is not the person in front. They're the one that's supporting everybody else and doing the best they can and bringing out the best in everybody else. And all of a sudden, they don't have to have the answer. They just have to be capable of, you know, really working with a team to find what the best answers are. Yeah. And they begin to realize, oh, I don't have to be afraid. I just have to bring out the best in everyone to coordinate a team that feels trusted and organized to, so that we're working together in a collaborative way to create, you know, create something really important. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like they they come together in their life so that all aspects of their life becomes clear and focused on, on, you know, their highest intention. And so they do with their organization. They, it has a meaning, it has a purpose, it has a bigger, you know, bigger meaning to it than just making money. And yeah. everybody in that organization comes together and is in alignment. And of course, 
naturally, with everybody working towards the same goal and bringing their best to it, that's why they increase productivity and profits. It's, it's an inevitable, all the research shows that it works every time. Absolutely. But all I have to do is learn to, to trust that rather than being fear-based that, oh, it's up to me and I've got to control this. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I love when you said that people get excited and I have some experience with people when, when we do like probably first month and a half or two months, when they mm -hmm. start to see, it's almost like next level of life. It's something that we don't touch normally when we run in the busy life. But right. when you're in that next level, you see you see everything different way. You you perceive the world right. different way. And I see that people get excited because they are more happy. Like they're so happy in that state. Right. And they they calling me like, oh, I overcame stuff that I, I will never do. Like I had trauma from child, <laughs> childhood and I did it. And I actually felt so good. Like I felt everything was shifting in me. And those experiences are making them whole all the time, more and more. And bills it's, and bills and bills, yeah, yeah, and it's so beautiful how they enjoy it. And and I love that. Yeah, it's almost like, it's like, did we did this? Like, like that's amazing when you see that actually people start their own journey. It's almost like you're just watching, right? Like you're there as a guide, but same time you're watching them, and everybody's growing different way. And I really love when they get into the point that they just kind of take over and finally realize it's their journey. So you are just, you're there just listening sometimes. And it's just really learning. Uh, grow. It's so beautiful. And your word, your word of guide is really the most accurate. That's yeah. all I'm doing is I'm familiar with this path that they want to go on. Yes. <laughs> I'll guide them on that journey. And as far as they want to go on that journey, I'll, I'll be there for them and make sure it's working. And yeah, you know, it is. It is about them. It's about them looking within and trusting and yeah. us just helping them, you know, through those stages. And yeah, so it's fun. Yeah, it's definitely fun. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned something that really resonates with me because I 100 million percent agree with that, that uh, successful people or success in leadership, it is actually about um, shifting awareness, shifting emotional intelligence and and being aware, same time being mindful and, and start to really exercise that mindfulness in day-to-day -day operation. And mm -hmm. I believe that shift, because you mentioned it and I, and I love because it's true when people shift themselves in, in one month, for example, or sometimes in one session, right? Like people change so much. They start to see things differently, but also do you agree that communication changes so much? Like they just communicate different way and you didn't mm -hmm. need to tell them, do this or this is the tool or this is the strategy it's almost like they just get it, it it's almost like everything came to the place and now they're coming from different space of communicating and i think that's the probably magic right like they come more from that feminine and from the heart and from like they really feel people around them before they were just employees or just team members or family and like they still love them but it's almost like you don't feel people when you are with them, but now they're connecting and yeah. yeah. Oh, they become more emotionally connected with themselves. They become yeah. more emotionally intelligent. Yeah. I mean, you could teach classes on communication. You could teach classes on emotional intelligence, but the truth is if you help a person to heal, those yeah. things, as you say, become natural ways of being. They, they so, you know, the, their consideration for themselves, the kindness towards themselves, is mirrored in their relationships with others and so yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and same when you say relationships is very interesting how when you look at uh i think it was the documentary about 
uh, people and places uh, where they live the, the longest. And mm -hmm. the major thing or very common theme uh, or part of their life was actually community and social interaction and relationships. They were actually mm -hmm. most important parts and they really had those beautiful relationships without judgment, without comparison, without jealousy, you know, like they really just collaborate together no matter what age, no matter what type of group, you know, they were all different, but all together. And I found that so beautiful. And I think that's what we need a lot because now we're creating still these silos groups, you know, like you're a small business owner, you're a leader, then you need to go to CEO club. You are here, you need to be in this club. But actually true is that we need to have mixture of people in that club, right? Because you need to interact with all different people and we still do it in silos. Yeah. I I find leadership can come and does come from everyone. You know, they they Thank really, yeah. you know, they feel supported if they feel like they can trust the environment and the and the organization they're in. Then they're going to have ideas. You know, they're the person who knows more about yeah. this one part of the business than anybody yeah. else. And so when people start contributing and really bringing their best into it, yeah. they do inspire others. They do allow the company to move forward. And that, that leadership, you know, that's their leadership training, of course, but it also allows, you know, the whole perspective to begin to shift. And uh, in that collaboration, that, that's where they find the success. So, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think everybody can be a leader. And, and that's the job of a leader is to support everybody yeah. and find and enhancing their leadership. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, I will probably need to set up another podcast with you because I think we can go deeper in the higher states. And yeah. I know we we both, uh, yeah, we don't have very much time, and I don't want this to have you know massive session. That means let's yeah. let's say if you're okay with that, Ron, I will probably try to maybe invite you again in maybe one or two months time. I would love to go deeper yeah. on the consciousness and the states. Yeah. And, and just some kind of personal experience but before mm -hmm. we go i would love you to share with people where they can find you how they can connect with you and yeah give them a little bit of idea well i think the simplest and as way is just to go to my website at ronstotts.com and, and there's really some amazing tools there that they can download for free there's information about the programs the books everything is really there you know if they want to get on a call with me they can just, uh, what is it now? Nextlevelldiscoverycall.com. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have to, have to check on there, my little cheat note there. But uh, uh, Yeah, I will yeah. probably ask, ask you to send it to me and I, I will share the link as well in the comment on the description. That was, I'll probably ask you just to be sure that yeah. you have the right website. You know, and, and that's not a sales call. It's really just, you know, where are you? Where would you like to be? And what do you need to do to get there? So yeah. I'm really trying to help people recognize that that there is a path and that they just need to have the courage to step out onto that path and quit struggling and start to, you know, living. Yeah. If you can maybe leave people with uh, one more kind of note mm -hmm. uh, or uh, insight, people, they really feel, let's say they, they were listening to our podcast and uh, they feel like, you know what, it's actually me, like I really struggle and I feel really down. And I just want to do something with my life. And I feel like there is no help. And I tried everything. What do you will say as a message to those people? I think your greatest help is find the courage to take a breath. And then find the courage to take another one. And another one. And just breathe in and out. 
And as you do that, let yourself become curious. Let yourself take a look around and what you're feeling, what's going on around in your life, you know, not reactively, but literally. Yeah. And begin to look for what your best next step is and breathe and take that step. And if you keep doing that, you'll recognize, oh, that's living mindfully. And uh, it's really, you know, be, if you're not breathing, then there's reasons not to trust. If you can breathe, then trust that that's the best next step. Yeah, I think that's beautiful because so many times, even I, you know, find myself like I didn't actually, I wasn't aware of breathing, like just doing things. And I feel like I'm almost holding my breath. Yeah, just such yeah. a simple thing about life force, right? Like like the tool we can use is breath. Yeah. Love it's that. It's key. It's the key to all of it. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ron. Really, really appreciate your time. Yeah. I'm sure you will have a beautiful evening and you can take yourself a beautiful walk. <laughs> I will. I will and indeed. <laughs> I will definitely reconnect with you. I will ask you for another time because it was very insightful. And I think there is so much more we can share with people and help them to understand that, yes, you know, talking to someone like yourself or talking to another coach or mentor or anyone who experienced a little bit of journey to or, or a little bit of healing is so important and actually can bring so much more success and happiness in life. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah, I would love to share more of that. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. I look forward to that. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. Have a beautiful Thank evening. You well. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.